right, all right, all right. Welcome to Investment Banking Insights. This is the only show dedicated to helping you learn both the technical and non-technical aspects of the investment banking process. My name is Alex Mason and I am your host. So grateful that you're here with me today, back from traveling. And boy, I love traveling, but it just feels so good to just sit in the chair in the studio and just record on my microphone and just, I, I just love it. So good to be back. Let's go ahead and dive into some technicals today. We're really digging into these concepts of deferred tax liabilities and deferred tax assets. And today's question is no different. Can you get deferred tax liabilities or deferred tax assets in an asset purchase? That's today's question. Can you get deferred tax liabilities or deferred tax assets in an asset purchase? Now, when you purchase an asset, it is different than purchasing the stock of a corporation. Purchasing stock means that you're buying equity. And as we know, the definition of equity is the difference between the seller's assets and liabilities, plus considering any markup above fair market value, which is goodwill. But buying an asset, it's much simpler and more straightforward. Think about buying a water bottle company versus buying a machine that makes water bottles. They're different, right? You're buying an asset versus a company which contains a collection of assets and a collection of liabilities, which are all defined in the company's financial statements. So when it comes to answering this question about getting DTLs or DTAs in an asset purchase, it comes down to understanding the differences really in timing between the book values and tax values of assets. And so we can understand that, you know, company versus asset, as well as the the book value versus the tax value come into play here. So when a straight up asset purchase, the value of the assets on the books, it's the same as the value of the tax basis for those assets. And because those values are the same, you don't need to create deferred tax liabilities or deferred tax assets in an asset purchase. You see what I'm saying? The tax basis and the book value are the same. So book value, that is what is on the financial statements. That's what is recorded as a historical value. And then as far as tax basis, we're talking about what money is owed to the government. What does the government consider the value of those assets? They may or may not be the same as the book value when we're talking about a corporation. And that's what, let's talk about that now for a minute. So contrast that scenario with the asset purchase with a stock purchase, that is the purchase of a company. Now, when you're purchasing a company, the book value of the assets doesn't necessarily match the tax basis for those assets. So as an example, if the seller owns a factory that's on the books for $100 million for tax purposes, but that factory is increased in value to $200 million, it is going to create a deferred tax liability upon the sale of the company. Now, why is this? It's because the seller has paid taxes already based on that $100 million valuation, but they haven't paid taxes on that additional $100 million increase in value from $100 million to $200 million. So the government says to themselves, hmm, okay, you're selling your company now, you've paid me based on this older value, but I really want you to pay me based on this new value in the future. 
So the government's going to require more taxes to be paid at a future date to account for that $100 million difference. Now contrast that with just saying, okay, one company is going to sell a, a piece of equipment to another. Well, when that equipment gets sold, that equipment for tax purposes is based on the value at the time of sale. So there's no timing differences there. It's not being like carried on the books at some historical cost and then you know we're adjusting later. It's just the values are the same. So a DTL or DTA is not created. And I hope I explained that well. <laughs> Sometimes getting into some of these more advanced concepts, it takes myself a little bit longer to really digest the information and truly understand it in a way where I can feel confident enough to speak on it. But I hope that made sense for you. But that's kind of some of the nuances between deferred tax liabilities and deferred tax assets. Asset purchases and company purchases are a little bit different. Okay, that's what I got for you today. Hope you're doing amazing. This is Alex Mason reporting live from Ithaca, New York. And you know what it is. We're just out here living our best lives, trying to learn as much investment banking as we possibly can. Thank you for joining me and I'll see you next time. Take care. Take care.